0: Welcome to the Unnamed Sports Show. I'm here with my co-host, Jason. What's going on, Jason? How are you doing today? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Hey, I'm doing good, man. Been been a long week of work. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's been a long week of work. But hey, we're here. You and me. Obviously, everybody can tell we're without Ryan today. He... uh, He was sad about his Browns uh, losing in the wild card in the wild card round, so he didn't want to join us. Didn't want to hear all the flack from us. (laughs) Nah, just kidding. He's he's on a work trip. He's he's out of town. So you you know, we got those day jobs. Those uh, those obviously come first. (laughs) Priorities. Certain priorities. (laughs) Don't quit your day job, folks. Um, (laughs) If you haven't done so, please follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. At unnamed sports s uh, if you're watching on youtube please be sure to like subscribe and comment if you're following on twitch feel free to do the same hop in the live chat i know in the past couple of shows we've been uh been pretty interactive in there so it's been uh it's been good to see we're gonna switch gears a little bit we did this a couple weeks ago uh we're gonna start this week with jason's moonshot bet we got a couple of seven thirty games coming up on it so we want to get that rolling uh so you guys can get those picks in uh because it's sure to be a winner this week right jason <laughs> i mean can you go oh and 11 really I don't, I don't think you can, right? Um, the Detroit Pistons and the Detroit Lions and the, the Cleveland Browns of the past would uh, would disagree with you. But but, but we're ish. not those teams. We're not those well, yeah. teams. We're about to,
1: excuse to the people that uh, don't know League of Legends, but uh, we're about to hit that
0: 0-10 <laughs> power spike,
1: all right? <laughs>
0: we're about to hit that 0-10 yeah. power spike.
1: All right. all right. All right.
0: All right. Here we go. We're going to get it rolling all right all
1: right so what we have for you today my people my degens my people that still are following me to the end of the moon even though we're scrape, scraping and crawling and fighting for this wind but we're gonna get one all right and when we do we'll be shooting for the moon all right <laughs> so this one well we died it down a little bit we have plus one thousand nine hundred eighty-eight odds. Um, for the Cavs versus the Bucks, we have Donovan Mitchell at 25 points. Donovan Mitchell is a bucket. He's going against another bucket player, Damian Lillard, who also is going for 25 points. Um, these are two players that scored 71 points at a time. Can they get 25? Absolutely. Absolutely. If Ryan was here, I don't have the check. Sorry, but check. <laughs> All right, Jared Allen. Center for the cast, probably the person that benefits the most from Giannis not being able to play this game. We're going fifteen and ten. You might even be able to up those a little bit. Um, if you want. But for my bet, we're just trying to get some easy dubs. There ah, is. there it is. There you go. <laughs> Alright. For the Rockets versus the Knicks, we have I'm not gonna say this right, uh Air Sangoon. Twenty That's points, it. eight rebounds. He is a up and coming center and uh I believe he is a easy 20 and 10 guy. We're going to drop it down a little and go 20 and 8. Um, for this reason, because of Julius Randle. Um, Julius Randle has been playing pretty lights out recently. Um, so we're going Julius Randle 25 points, and I think uh, Jerry has something to show everyone. Jack. Oh, that's a check. Jack. That's a check. Jalen Brunson, <laughs> point guard for the Knicks.
0: Yeah, he's going to get 20. Easy, easy. I was thinking 25, but he's definitely going to get 20. So I get 20, Drop 20, it down. Hey, 25, no check. 20,
1: check. Easy check. All, All right. right, Victor Wembayama, youngster, maybe possibly rookie of the year. Can he get 15 against the Celtics? I didn't see anything for Z- for Przingis. I think he's not matching up against uh, one of their better centers. So 15, easy. Jason Tatum. The only balance in the Celtics' uh, betting circle, <laughs> 20 <laughs> points. Nothing more, nothing less. We're going to get that 20 points from Jason Tatum. Paolo Caro, a person that has been improving increasingly uh, throughout the whole season. Um, used to be my safe 20-person point bet. Good 25 right now. He's on He's on a little good streak. So we're going to put those bets in. We're going to lock it in. We're going to get a what, – what are we going to get, Jerry? Check. A check on A all check. Those. And then we're going to shoot for the moon and we're going to get that plus 1,988 1, odds and be 1 and 10 and hit
0: that power spike and continue to win. That's right, baby. Well, we're not going to continue to win. We're going to hey, start to win. It starts it's today. It starts today. All right. Remember, I believe all of these games start at 730. So if you if you want to hop on, if you want to ride with us, Get those bets in. Jason's also not going to tell you that we had it at almost plus 4,000 before Giannis was uh, declared out for the game. But, hey, we'll let that slide. We'll (laughs) let it slide. All right, 730. Get those bets in, people. Get those bets in. All right, and now the reason everybody's here is to talk about this weekend and what happened in the NFL wild card. Sorry, Super Wildcard weekend, super wildcard weekend. Starting off on Saturday, we were all together. We were at Ryan's apartment, and it was uh, it was a beatdown. Texans forty five, Browns fourteen. Joe Flacco back to back pick sixes. What do you think, Jason? What do you think? What uh,
1: happened? I think the magic finally went away, and uh, I think coaches. Specifically, Demarco, Demarco um had had his number, and I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, there was a video actually on, I saw on Twitter earlier today, where it was him talking to one of his linebackers, like, look, look at the stare at the quarterback, and as soon as you see him, switch his hips, mm-hmm. jump the route, and undercut it, and um, Joe Flacco got caught out, and. Um, you also didn't see a lot from the Browns defense. Yeah, Joe Flacco didn't play that well, but you, you really expected a good game from the Browns defense and for them to carry the game. And they weren't able to get pressured that often, um, if at all. And uh, CJ Shroud is going to eat that alive. So yeah, um, Joe Flacco kind of fell on his face, yeah, but their the defense also didn't show up today.
0: Yeah, I think the, I think the injury has just finally yeah. caught up to him. Um, it was bound to happen eventually. And when you're playing a team like the Texans, who's been on an absolute tear with C.J. Stroud, a quarterback, it's going to happen. Um, like you said, defense just didn't show up. Uh, Jim Schwartz completely put away all of his blitz packages. They were not blitzing the quarterback, not trying to get any pressure whatsoever. C.J. Stroud had all day to throw, and he took advantage of it. He was absolutely lights out defense. Browns defense just couldn't stop anybody. I will say this, Jeremiah owusu looks like one dog. of the best linebackers in the league dog he was in on every single play um that the browns were on defense he was he was at the quarterback when they were actually you know blitzing he was at the quarterback before the ball was even snapped i mean he was just all over the field flying around um unfortunately it just wasn't enough uh the safeties got burned a few times miles garrett was an absolute no show in that game he did not make a difference whatsoever i think that's in part because they were not blitzing they weren't forcing one-on-ones with miles with miles gary yeah, I mean. he was getting double and triple teamed every single play
1: yeah, every single play
0: yeah and if, if you allow that to happen um your best
1: player isn't going to be able to make an impact i mean people said the same thing with um aaron donald and the playoffs and was again if you're able to triple team a player it's, it's hard for anyone to do anything against that. So right. That definitely focus on trying to get him one on the next year.
0: Yep. Yep. So unfortunate for Browns fans. Um, but Hey, when you have that many injuries and you're able to get into the playoffs with a really good record still, and fancy probably going to win coach of the year, you know, kudos to you. It'll be exciting to see what happens next year. As for the Texans, they go on the road to face the Baltimore Ravens this weekend huge game they played in week one it didn't go so well for the texans but we'll get into that matchup later saturday night the ice bowl at arrowhead chiefs take down the dolphins 26 to 7 patrick mahomes does it again rasheed rice looked awesome isaiah pacheco looked awesome travis kelsey had a nice game the dolphins dolphins I told you. I told you the dolphins cannot play in the cold, dog. They can't do it. It's too a uh, a fraud. I think he was just cold. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no no I can't even say no Jalen Law because he was on the field. I mean, they had most of they had everybody. Um they just they just did not look good. Um their defense, the defense was giving up some big not weren't even giving up big plays they just weren't able to stop the chiefs from sustaining good drives because the Mm -hmm. chiefs weren't weren't blowing it up you know they weren't Mm -hmm. hitting the big plays they were just you know ground pounding like you're supposed to do in that kind of weather i mean and when it's when it's that cold you don't want to tackle a guy like isaiah pacheco he was made to run in the cold the way that dude runs just body to body you don't want to tackle a guy like that um i don't know what'd you think of the game
1: Same thing. I mean, I think the Chiefs are actually figuring out their identity for this season. Obviously, yes, Patrick Mahomes is your breadwinner, but they're relying relying on their defense. So they're trying to not make mistakes. They're trying to just consistently keep the ball, not have their defense on the field the whole time, and allow their defense to win games. And they're winning them games. So um, if they keep that up, I, I don't know.
0: I don't want to say it, but I, uh, half your prediction might be looking okay. <laughs> hey, I've seen this story play out, man. I've seen this story play out. I think I think the Chiefs also figured out if they just don't throw the ball to any other receiver except for Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey, they'll they'll be all right. Because Rasheed Rice, he's he's turning out to be pretty it, pretty dang good. I didn't think they had a true number one on their team. They definitely do with Rasheed Rice. Absolutely. So Dolphins eliminated. We'll see what happens in the, uh, in the off season. I I don't know. I have heard rumors about them possibly getting rid of Tua and maybe looking to draft a quarterback. So maybe. I don't
1: think it'll be a draft. I think it'll be a pickup. I've heard rumors of.
0: Yeah. So the chiefs move on. They'll face the next team that we're going to talk about on the road. Weekend. This game was supposed to be played Sunday afternoon at one o'clock. Unfortunately, it got postponed to Monday, which actually kind of worked out—you know, two games each day. Um, but because of the weather, it was postponed or postponed to uh, Monday at four thirty, I believe. Bills take down the Steelers at home, thirty-one to seventeen. I think no surprise to anybody here. The Steelers, Steelers are the Steelers. They can't really play offense. They can't really do anything especially with TJY out uh mike tomlin said he's going to be sticking around for next year He can't keep getting away with this he <laughs> said he's going to try to stick around for next year and sign a long-term deal i don't know if the steelers are on board with that i'm going to be honest with you i don't know
1: what do they think? are what like, do you think
0: until they have
1: a different owner until they have different people above him I think he's going to be the head coach there as long as he keeps winning, unfortunately, for that team. Because, I mean, that franchise is high on the championship list. And I, I don't see any future where they keep him as the coach. Um, they continue to win champions because if you can't lose, you're not ever going to be able to rebuild. So right, um, it's it's tough. I mean, like, again, who do you replace him with? Um, to and have better outcomes with, and it's just like at a certain point you just got to take your losses and nip them out because that yeah. not only is that franchise in a bad spot, I think the team itself, the roster itself, is in a bad spot. No one trusts each other. No one's playing for each other. No one's playing with each other. So it's it's not a good look in my opinion. I mean, they'll keep going eight and whatever, and barely in that. Playoff bubble, but yeah, some players aren't going to want to stay. And like a player like TJ Watt, who is could probably be considered one of the better defense defenders in our lifetime, um, isn't going to be able to see good games and see good opportunities to make a championship. So I doubt he will continue to want to play for them, even though he just got paid. But we'll see.
0: Yeah. See, I think with Mike Tomlin, if the Steelers were going to do it, this would be the year to do it because there's a lot of good candidates out there. Mm -hmm. Um, Any other year, it's just like, who are you going to get that's better? You know, the guy leads you to 10, 11 wins each season. He hasn't had a losing season since he's been the head coach of the Steelers. But like you said, they're going to be just mediocre forever. They're they're not going to fall to the bottom of the league and get a number one draft pick. They're also not going to win championships. So it's like, do you want to fire everybody and start over, you know, end up trading guys for picks? Or do you just want to be in this, in this middle spot forever? Um, It'll be interesting to see what the Steelers end up doing. As for the Bills... This game, I mean, the game was kind of close. The Bills went up 21 nothing. Uh, the Steelers ended up bringing it back it was one score, one score game at, um, at the end of the third quarter, I believe. Uh, yeah. but but the Bills, it, sh- it shouldn't have been right, it should not have been. The Bills were dominating the entire game, uh, and looked good at least for most of the first half. Yeah. Um, Josh Allen played like Josh Allen does, he actually played a they good game, didn't make any stupid mistakes. His his touchdown run was freaking awesome.
1: That that was insane. The juke, yeah. he was like, uh oh. But not only that, give credit to James Cook for finally bringing this team, I think, 100% together, um, giving them another weapon to actually attack on their offense with.
0: Yeah. And, and the people saying that Josh Allen on his touchdown run, saying that was a fake slide. No. 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 He just hit the no. easy. He, he just hit the easy. Yeah, he, 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 uh, and, uh, uh, and he's out of there. 52-yard <laughs> touchdown run. And uh I I by the way, I we'll get into it with the Cowboys game, but I put in a parlay. Dak oh, Prescott oh, yeah. 350 plus CD 150 plus and Josh Allen to score. I was pretty dang close. Four, 40 really? yards from CD is all I was missing on that. Um, So, yeah, but Josh Allen got that anytime touchdown. 52-yard touchdown run from him. Bills move on. They will host the Chiefs this weekend on Sunday night and probably what is expected to be the most anticipated matchup of this weekend. But that's it for the AFC side of things. As for the NFC, boy, oh, boy. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? (laughs) I saw a clip from uh – uh, Will Compton.
1: He has his own podcast show. And mm-hmm. that man was cracking me up. He's like, listen, if you know a Cowboy fan, reach out to him now. said, so put it down. <laughs> you don't <laughs> want to do it. Because <laughs> yeah. if I was a Cowboy fan and I continued to get my hopes up and every time just get punched in the face with the right hook, in the playoffs, in the brightest spot, oh, I, I'd rather not make the playoffs.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll be a Jags fan. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. I'm in the same boat, man. Broncos haven't been to the playoffs since we won the Super Bowl in 2016, and that is a okay. Because, <laughs> <laughs> man, to have a third uh, year quarterback in Jordan Love come in and do what he did to that team at home when you haven't lost all season long at home I know I know final score by the way I didn't say it early final final score Packers 48 Cowboys 32 I know people are going to say it's only a two score game no. no The Packers absolutely manhandled the Cowboys and Dak Prescott for the first half first first half and half a quarter or so We'll say upway through midway, mid, midway through the third quarter. He could not throw the ball to save his life. He had, he also had back to back pick sixes. One of them got called back because of a penalty, mm-hmm. and they ended up going down to score anyways. <laughs> but you want to talk about a dude underperforming, underachieving? People are going to say four hundred yards, two touchdowns. No, nah. no. Nah. First half, could not do anything. They could not move the ball. I think he had zero passing yards in the first quarter. It, it's just absolutely embarrassing every single year what the Cowboys do. It, it's I mean, it's honestly just great to watch. <laughs> it, it is. I, I can't stand the Cowboys. I, I think anybody who is not a Cowboys fan probably absolutely hates them. That's kind of one of those teams. Right. Um, but, yeah. Quarter, yeah. But. Yeah. As for uh Mike McCarthy. Gone. 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 Has to be, right? Absolutely. I
1: think if that job frees up, that becomes probably top two best job to have. I mean, yeah. it depends on if you're a team builder or you want to win right away, right? Like I mean, that team's ready to win. They have the pieces. They just I mean, a Trayvon Diggs injury probably changes a lot, um, or a healthy Trayvon Diggs changes a lot. They need they need an interior linebacker. I saw a crazy mm-hmm. stat where they were in, they had 60 Bs, and I think it was forty forty eight out of like fifty
0: six times, the ball was snapped on defense. Well, see the pro the problem is they have Leighton Vander Esch, who's a really good interior linebacker. He's just out for the year; another injury to that Cowboys' defense. Yeah, that could have made a difference.
1: See, yes, I agree with what you're saying. He's his rookie year was really good. I just think since his rookie year, he has digressed. Um, but you also have Micah Parsons, and yes, he's one of the best pass rushers ever. You just got to be able to put him in multiple places if you're struggling that bad because he can play that as well so i i think it has to do with uh coaching obviously and yeah they don't have the best interior linebackers now with the injuries that they have but you gotta screw up that spot and I, i think that you have to spend a number one pick on it next year but we'll see
0: yep absolutely so cowboys fall again To the Packers. Packers will go on the road to face the number one seed, San Francisco 49ers. Should be, I think, a good game. Great uniform matchup. Uh, Just a classic 90s matchup. Um, Jordan Love versus Brock Purdy here. Two young guns. Could be the future of the league. It's going to be an exciting one. Sunday night. The Lions defeat the Rams at home 24-23. And definitely the best game of the weekend. Um, Closest game of the weekend. The only one that was a one-score game. Um, Both teams, I think, really showed up this game. Uh, The Lions defense made stops when they had to Jared Goff looked really good. Jameer Gibbs looked freaking awesome, um, as he has all season long, basically. Definitely going to become that number one back for the Detroit Lions. Going to be a star in the future. But the superstar. Detroit Lions, yeah, absolute superstar. The Detroit Lions win a game, win a playoff game for the first time in a long time. First home playoff game in a long time. And now, because of the Cowboys losing at home, the Detroit Lions get another home playoff game. Is this the year of destiny for the Detroit Lions, Jason? Is this the year? Is this the year? I mean, they make it to the AFC. Champion or the
1: NFC championship, um, I believe. Did they make it to the Super Bowl? Not so fast, my friend. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to tell you, the 49ers are just too good. Um, that being said, they could get blown out next week, and uh, Jared Goff probably doesn't have to pay for another beer in Detroit ever, so yeah. like...
0: They're already Um, claiming him the king of Detroit. They're, like, outside his car, stopping him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: He never has to pay for another beer in his life. Like, uh, I think they were at a point to where they had a – yes, obviously, in their minds, it's not a successful season, but I don't think you could ever look back and say the Detroit Lions making it to the playoffs and winning a playoff game would be a bad season for them. So, um, I think – Again, there's just a couple missing pieces on the defense. I think their offense, pretty set. Good offense line, solid quarterback. You have two good really running backs. You have a number one receiver. Jameson Williams looks like he's starting to catch on. He mm-hmm. gets a little bit more. They have Sam Porter who's probably going to be the Travis Kelsey of this generation, you know, in my opinion, from what I've seen. Um, so I I think they're ready on offense. They're just missing a couple pieces on defense, and I think they can figure that out this next off season and become. Whereas Super Bowl or die, is like yeah. a disappointing season. But if they make it to the NFC Championship, I, I pff, kudos to everyone on that organization because I'm mean, they've done a lot for it. I would say.
0: Yeah, and it, you can definitely see the window starting to open, if not already opened, for the it's Detroit been, Lions. It's, it's open. Been- it's there. It's open. It's, it's just a little tiny. It's cracked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. They're they're going to be an exciting team to watch, especially if they keep Dan Campbell at quarterback, and if especially if Ben Johnson ends up staying too, because he has been an absolute wizard with that offense, mm-hmm. uh, and what Jared Goff and Amon Ross, and Brown, and those guys have been able to do. If that man st- is on that team next year, that's a crime to the rest of the NFL. Cause yeah, that offense that he has going is it's it's great. It's great to but watch. I wouldn't be surprised to see him stay with that team the way Dan Campbell's gotten everybody to buy in. You yeah. know, true. But throw a bag. <laughs> yeah,
1: somebody's <laughs> going to. Someone's going to. Throw a bag.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did you see the uh, the picture that was taken? I think it was before the game. All time Detroit picture of Eminem, Barry Sanders, Big Sean, and Calvin Johnson. No, just all star picture, man. <laughs> go on twitter and check it out it's oh, okay, it's an awesome picture it's a bunch of legends just chopping it up together man um so yeah rams eliminated uh matthew stafford unable to take down his former team played it played a pretty good game he i don't know how he got back in the game after the concussion protocol because that dude did not know where he, where he was at after he hit the ground. No. Okay. But, Talking about another funny video. I saw
1: one where the refs over top of him like, do you know where you are? He's like, yeah, we're in LA. (laughs) Uh,
0: He's good. I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So the Lions, like I said, will host the next team we're going to talk about in another home playoff game. But this one, I think... I think a lot of people had this one circled. A lot of people saw Eagles minus two and a half. I I think it even creeped up to three at one point on the road against the Buccaneers. And I think everybody hammered the Buccaneers on this one. I think, oh, oh, Hmm? Hmm? oh, yeah, 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 Yes. someone didn't. Buccaneers take down the Eagles 32 to nine. Baker Mayfield absolutely dicing it up against that Eagles defense because the Eagles just forgot how to tackle. The Eagles forgot how to get pressure on the quarterback. Eagles forgot how to play football. Nick Sirianni getting popcorn poured on him at the end of the game because he sucks as a coach. He's got to be out of there. That being said, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are awesome. Everybody forgot how loaded that team is and how talented that team is on the offensive side of the ball. They got a bunch of Super Bowl winners over there. They got a really good defense again. Their defense has been underrated all season long. Can they get it done against the Lions this weekend? We will talk about it in a little bit, but let's talk about the Buccaneers and the Eagles. What happened, Jason? What happened in this game? Baker Mayfield came out sniffing them salts and
1: <laughs> came to play. Like, What can you say? I mean... I, I keep seeing the meme over and over again, but Nick Bosa gave it the blueprint to beat the Eagles, and boy, has it worked since? Because they're not winning games, and uh, you get that figured out. I mean, that team also looks distraught. Distra- the uh, Porch Jason Kelsey probably going to retire after this year. He said it's not official, but it's it's probably mm, official. I think they made it official, and it got leaked. And he said, I can't make a decision after that type of game, mm. but he continues to hit to it and is crying after he says that. So I would assume, yeah. but no, you never of- know. Um. By the way, Mama Craig, Ryan
0: is in Orlando. Yes, he is out of town oh. on a work trip, unable to join us tonight. So Jason and I spun a wheel before before the show started to see who would host, and I I was the winner. So <laughs> here we are, um, here we are, yeah. But yeah, teams
1: um, <clears throat> Eagles Team, the Eagles, suck, the Eagles don't seem to be together. I uh, I feel like after this year the Eagles are going to actually have some real big issues to get their uh, roster back together and on point, um, but. You saw what the Buccaneers did. They came out and they played like they they wanted to win a Super Bowl, and they mm-hmm. did that. And I bet a lot of Browns fans, um, they'll draft Joe Flacco, carried them to the playoffs. They're wishing, hmm, hmm. that could be us right now.
0: <laughs> that could wishing be us. be me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Buccaneers. Um, I don't know. I'm riding high on the Buccaneers, man. They they looked good. They looked good coming down the stretch. They won uh, five of their last six kind of getting hot at the right time, and with a bunch of experienced guys like that, you never know what can happen in the playoffs. You never know. True. But but that wraps up NFL Super Wildcard Weekend. Pretty good weekend of football. Uh, a lot of blowouts, unfortunately. Um, but nonetheless, it's always good Ooh. to to sit down and, and watch some games with the boys. Have a couple of beers. That may be a shot of, to a... <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to get into kind of what we talked about last week with our Super Bowl predictions. Kind of revisit that, see where we're at, see what's going on. Jason, your teams that you picked for the Super Bowl didn't play last weekend. we got a yep. couple couple weeks of rest. What are your, what are your thoughts after Wild card weekend do you think there's any teams that played well enough to knock off either the Ravens or the Niners this weekend or next hmm. weekend I suppose with, uh, with the championship games
1: expect the unexpected I did not expect this weekend to go like it did for the most part so um, I-, I wouldn't say I'm as confident as it was when I first made the predictions the Chiefs and the Bills being probably the biggest counters to it um, both those teams look like they could win go out and beat anyone in the NFL um, last mm-hmm. week. And again, the Chiefs, I believe, figured out their identity and can play good defense and not turn over the ball and win games. And if they continue to throw the ball to their better, they're only two <laughs> good receivers. Uh, they, they can possibly win. Um, but I'm going to stick to my guns and still go with those teams. The Lions probably uh, have the best chance to beat the 49ers. Do I think they will beat the 49ers? No. Calm down. Calm down, the people watching.
0: All right. <laughs> All right. I like it. My uh my pick, my AFC pick still alive, the Chiefs. I unfortunately still believe in them. I think I think they have, you know, a bunch of championship caliber guys who have been there before, who know what it takes to get there. Andy Reid is obviously still one of the best in the game to do it. Um, so I still think that they that they are going to be the AFC champions when it's uh, when it's all said and done. And on the NFC side of things, obviously the the Dallas Cowboys are no longer in the running for NFC champions. They got <laughs> embarrassed. They got Shaker. smacked. Should have seen this one coming. Next year, I'm gonna put a reminder. Don't ever bet on the Cowboys in the playoffs. Ever again. Put it on the board. You ain't even going to make a reminder. Put it on the board. Cowboys. Yes, I'm going to write that in permanent marker so it stays up there. That ain't coming off. Yeah, that was embarrassing. All right. On the <laughs> NFC, though, I think, man, it might be a little bit of recency bias but I'm gonna ride with the Buccaneers. I'm gonna do it. Oh, that I'm gonna is ride with risky. Them. That's risky. Hey, I got Super hey, Bowl champions on that that's, team. That's I got Super Bowl champions on that team. Baker Mayfield is one of those guys, and I know I'm gonna regret saying this because it's the truth. He's one of those guys when everybody starts believing in him, he's gonna fall on his face. <laughs> but. He's got the world against him right now. He's like, oh, it's the Buccaneers. It's Baker Mayfield. They gotta go they gotta go play the Lions, man. The Lions are awesome. And if they win this weekend, say the Niners win, they're gonna be like, oh, they gotta face the Niners, man. They, they ain't gonna do anything against the Niners. Baker Mayfield steps up in those scenarios. He steps up, he makes plays, he dices it up. Chris Godwin in the slot on a screen all day long. Give me the Buccaneers out of the NFC. I'm going to regret it next week when they get pummeled by three scores this weekend. But I'm going to ride with it. As for Ryan's pick, Brown's obviously not in the running. He's still got the Lions. I'm sure he's riding high on the Lions right now after their performance against the Rams. No reason to change that. They look pretty darn good. I don't know who he's going to take out of the AFC. We'll talk to him next week when he comes back from Mm -hmm. his work trip.
1: Prediction. He's an underdog type of guy, so I bet he bets with the Texans. And that's probably who he wants to see when because they beat his team. So I'm going to guess the Texans.
0: All right. All right. Well, we're gonna take a little bit of an intermission. We're gonna show—we showed it last week. Um, we're gonna show a little bit of a of a cut up of our uh, of our vlog that we had uh, a month or so ago from when we went to the Jags and Browns game. If you haven't checked it out, please check it out on YouTube. Uh, it's in our, our videos page, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, go check it out. It was it was it was a fun time. It was fun to to sit down and make the video. Fun to film it. Get everybody's reactions to to what was going on um yeah go check it out it was it was awesome i know i know we would love
1: to be more active on social media so if you are watching and you uh want to just i don't know message us on social medias we would like to do some more things with that and uh yeah yeah. cool
0: yeah and if you have any suggestions for for any other videos that you'd like to see any uh any topics you want to see us cover please let us know in the comments Shoot us a message on Twitter. Follow us on TikTok. Shoot us a message. You know, we'll we'll respond. We're those guys. We we won't leave you on red like your girlfriend. All right? We won't do it. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Unnamed Sports Show. I'm your host, Jerry, with my co-host, Jason. That was a little cut up of our video, our vlog from the Jags and Browns game. Again, go check it out on YouTube. Leave us a like if you liked it. If you didn't like it, Tell us why in the comments. There you go. That's how you get that engagement going. Got him. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Follow us on social media at Unnamed Sports S. We're on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Uh, and also after after our episode here, after our live show, you can find us on Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll be sure to upload the, uh, the VOD to YouTube so you can check it out there as well. Now we're going to get into what I think – is the most exciting weekend of football out of the whole year. It's my favorite weekend because the wild card, wild card games most of the time are blowouts, right? Most of the time are blowouts. The, the conference championship is fun, usually good games, but you only get two of them. You only get two games, and it's on one day. And then the Super Bowl is obviously the Super Bowl. Divisional round, you get eight of the best teams, eight teams that have been tried and tested throughout the season, They've made it this far. They're fighting for everything. Sometimes you get an underdog like the Packers coming in, and then you have the juggernauts like the Ravens and the 49ers going at it, and it's on two days. you got Saturday and Sunday games. The NFL Divisional Round of the Playoffs is here, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to see who goes to the conference championships. I'm excited. Are you excited, Jason? I'm so ready for some more football. It's
1: ticking slowly away, and I just want to – Hold
0: on to it so it never goes away. To like a little baby. <laughs> we only got seven games of football left this season, folks. We're not counting the Pro Bowl because you know, no, it's, it's flying football. We'll get into the first game here. Saturday at 4.30, we got the Texans going on the road to face the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens nine-and-a-half point favorites with the over-under at 43-and-a-half. Again, these teams faced each other week one. It's been a long time since then. We're going on 19 weeks since that game happened. What's going to happen, Jason? What's your prediction?
1: I got to stick with my guns. I love you, CJ Stroud, but the Texans are going to get pressured this game. The Ravens' defense is... Not as good as the Browns, but it's a, it's one of the better in the league. And uh, I think they're a little bit more focused and ready for, to win a Super Bowl. And um, uh, I don't think you can only win with one weapon on offense, and that's Nico Collins And against this Ravens team. And I said the same thing against the Browns, but I don't think I'll be biting my tongue this time. So um, 9.5 is crazy, though. They are going to be able to score. I just don't think quite as often. Um, It'll be a closer game. I see under seven for sure. Um, But I have the Ravens over the Texans. Sorry.
0: Yeah, I don't see any scenario where Patrick Queen and Rokhan Smith aren't able to get pressure on C.J. Stroud. They're definitely going to be dialing up blitzes. Um, C.J. Stroud pretty much all season has been, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say necessarily like horrible against the Blitz, but definitely like lower half of the league against the Blitz, uh, which is, I was really surprised that the, the Browns did not bring the, their Blitz packages and did not, uh, did not Blitz more. Um, yeah. With, with Nico Collins pretty much being the only guy. I mean, that's the only guy you got to cover, right? right? I know. I know Singletary has been, has been a, a real gem. He's been really good out of that backfield. Um but man, very, very cool. the Ravens, what they've done all season is they can they've been able to play to anybody's level. And mm-hmm. they've been able to control games. They can blow you out, they can play close games and, and beat you last second. They can manage the game, hold hold a small lead. They've been able to do it all, all season. I think that's what's gonna happen here. I think I think they're gonna get up to they're gonna they're gonna make a couple stops on defense to start the game. Um, and then jump out to like a ten point lead. I think they score a touchdown on their opening drive, then are held to a field goal. And I and then I think from there the Ravens are just going to to play ground and pound football. They they just got freaking Dalvin Cook. Like like the Jets did not use him. The Ravens are going to use him. The Ravens are going to find a way to use them. They've been kind of depleted at running back ever since uh J.K. Dobbs went down and now Keaton Mitchell. They're going to find a way to use them. They're going to keep the ball on the ground, chew up the clock, not give C.J. Stroud any any chance to come back into the game to get back into it. And I think they do end up covering the spread. I think they win by exactly 10 points actually. I think it's I think it's it's going to be like the Texans are gonna have a chance to come back into it, and then I think the Ravens get a fourth down stop like with nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter and are able to just chew up clock. That's good that's my prediction for the game. Over or under. Under. I think the under. I would agree. Yeah. Again, I think I think the Ravens are just gonna control the control the clock, control the game and not give the Texans too many possessions. Um Yeah, that's that's the first game. Second game. What well, we all expected. The Green Bay Packers in the divisional round. Just like we all drew. <laughs> They're going on the road to face my mom's, who's in the chat. Her 49ers back at it this weekend. In San Francisco. eight fifteen Saturday night. 49ers, 9.5 point favorites. 50.5 is the over-under. I... I'm taking the over no matter what in this game. Like, ain't no way anybody's going to tell me any differently. I know the 49ers have a very good defense. I think the Packers are going to find a way. Jordan Love's going to find a way to to get the ball to his receivers and uh, and score. But I think the 49ers are going to dominate for the most part. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. Nine and a half I thought was actually kind of low. I thought Same. it would. I thought it would be like twelve. To be honest with you, um, eleven or twelve. So I'm definitely taking the Niners on the points. I think C- uh, CMC is going to have a two touchdown game here. Brandon Ayuk's going to going to hit a big one. Debo Samuel's going to get a screen pass. that's going to go for like seventy yards and a touchdown. It's going to be one of those games where they just they just dice up this terrible Packers defense, unlike Dak Prescott was able to do.
1: Absolutely. Um I think also having the week off. Um they're well rested. Those injuries that might have been issues previously probably not as big of as big as an issue. Um you saw the last time I think we saw Brock Purdy he had a disappointing game or was that the week after? I think that was the week before. Either or I think you're gonna see him want to showcase his ability and his best ability is to get the ball to his playmakers, and we're going to see some explosive plays. And uh, yeah, the Packers can't stop that offense, and the and the 49ers defense can stop the Packers offense, like you said. I definitely go with the over with the points, I do think it'll be a high scoring game. I just really see a big blowout here. Um, and you know what? Here's my crazy prediction I got two touchdowns, so. My 49ers is 14. I got okay. Brock Purdy, 300 yards. Debo Samuel gets 100. Brent Ayuk gets a... I'm going to go 80. I will be a little safe there. We're going to go 80. But Christian McCaffrey is going to have 200 yards
0: on field, on ground, or whatever you want to Scri- call it. 200 scrimmage yards total. Scrimmage Rece- yards receiving right. and rushing. Okay. Yes. I thought you were about to say rushing. I'm like... No, 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 man, 200 scrimmage yards for CMC this weekend. That's my wild prediction, and I'm all sticking right. to it. Well, if he's gonna do it, this would be the game that he does it because the Packers Absolutely. can't stop nobody. And I not said, the, Yeah, not, I, I, the air, I, not I, on the ground, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he ain't stopping nobody. Um, I said it last week, the only thing that's really stopped the Niners all season has been injuries and them having basically two weeks off because they had rested their starters uh week 18 gave them yep. plenty of time to get healthy trent williams should be back in full force um yeah it, it, i i'm i'm also predicting a two score game minimum uh so definitely definitely take niners on the points and please please if you're going to if you're going to listen to us on anything Take the over. Take the <laughs> over. <laughs> we might not get right with
1: anything else. We might be 0-10.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So that will wrap up Saturday's games. We're going to move into Sunday's games starting at 3 o'clock. The other NFC bout. My new NFC champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, <laughs> going on the road. To D-Town, Motown, the Detroit Lions, six-and-a-half point favorites against the Buccaneers over under set at 48-and-a-half as of this morning. I – man, I know I just said the NFC champions were going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> He's already pulling. But how <laughs> can you go against the team of destiny, dog? How can you go against the team of destiny?
1: You
0: can tell me. <laughs> you tell me because
1: <laughs> I ain't going <laughs> to all
0: right I got to find a way to weave this in you you go off for a second while I think about it <laughs> uh, okay so what's actually going to
1: happen <laughs> the Lions will win this game by a touchdown um, I think again this offense is so explosive um, they have weapons everywhere I um, pff- Again, if Jamison Williams continues to just get better in this offense, you're going to have issues because you have two running backs that can be ones anywhere. You have already a one. You have a number one tight end. Like, a top three offensive line, what more do you need? Um, like, nothing. Absolutely nothing on the offense. The only issue I have seen see is on this defense. Um, while that offense for the Buccaneers is great, it's not as explosive as others. So, Lions win this game, meet the 49ers in
0: the NFC championship,
1: and the 49ers end up winning.
0: Game all right. First. All right. I found I found the script. <laughs> I got the script. Alright. Lions go up to start the game. I think that is without a doubt what's going to happen. Lions are going to score in their two first two possessions. 14-0 lead. I think Buccaneers falter uh get stopped. The Lions Kryptonite all season has been them letting teams back into games. They've had a knack for doing it all season long. Like they've, had, they've had trouble closing out games. So 14 nothing. Buccaneers get a field goal to end the first half. We go 14-3 into the second half. Buccaneers make those adjustments, get into a bend-don't-break mentality. Hold lines to a couple of field goals. Jared Goff does what Jared Goff does occasionally. Forces a couple of turnovers, a couple of bad throws. Baker Mayfield. I cannot
1: what? deny that I have watched multiple games like that. So go ahead, go ahead, cook, keep cooking. He's there, right there, <laughs> right there. <laughs> uh,
0: whoa, what do you mean? <laughs> but Baker Mayfield gets him back into the game. A couple of big plays to Mike Evans. They ended up kicking a field goal to win the game in Detroit as time expires and move on to the NFC championship game. That's what's going to happen. I'm telling you. Detroit. Destiny is not going to arrive all the same. All right. It's not happening this year. Next year, I'm putting a future to start the season on the Lions, no matter what happens. But – the Buccaneers win this game because of their experience, their, the Lions' inability to close out games, and the ability to let teams back into games. That's my prediction. I'm taking the Buccaneers. I'm also going to take the under. I think it's going to be, I think it's literally going to be like 47 24 23 game. That's my prediction. I'm going to go again, I, again with I'm the gonna,
1: Lions. I'm going to take the over. Okay. I think even if the Buccaneers win this game, it's going to be a shootout. Um, It's either going to be the Lions demolish them or the Buccaneers and Lions get into a shootout. And like you said, Jared Goff fails, ends up going um, the Buccaneers way with some last-second stuff. But in my opinion, it'll be the Lions. But that being said, lowest I see is... 2024 I got the over.
0: All right. And you're taking lines on the points.
1: Lines on the points.
0: All right. We might have a little side bet on this one. Might might have a little little uh, back and forth here. Cuz we're we're taking exact <laughs> opposites on this game. <laughs> yeah, uh, so <laughs> we might put a little something on it. We'll uh we'll keep you guys updated on social media. Be sure to follow us there. At unnamed sports S, getting into the last game, the most anticipated matchup, I believe the closest spread the final AFC divisional round game. The Chiefs going in to Buffalo to face the bills. Hopefully we will not get another weather delay. Um, I don't know what the weather is supposed to be. I think it's supposed to be super cold. I don't think we're supposed to get any precipitation. Um, so it should be should be set For Sunday night at 6.30. Chiefs and Bills. Bills two and a half point favorites over under 45 and a half. This is a... Oh, this is, by the way, Patrick Mahomes' first road game in the playoffs. He's never had a road game in the playoffs. He is... uh, The only games he's played in the playoffs have been home games and Super Bowls. So if you want to count the Super Bowl as a road game, I don't. Neutral sight. But this feels like a classic... Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs win to me. What do you think?
1: Mm-hmm. This is going to be the best game of the of the week, I think by far. Mm-hmm. The issue is, I have no idea what to think because if if we get both teams from last week, if I'm going under, and then I'm probably oh, yeah. going. Chiefs win by like a point because it's 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 a tight game if they play their best game. Um I think the Chiefs defense is a little bit better, but I think Josh Allen has been playing better. Maybe that's because of his weapons that he has compared to Patrick Mahomes. But that being said, if anyone is going to sneak something through, it's Patrick Mahomes. And mm-hmm. he he is the best quarterback in this league. I will give him his credit when it is due, but give me Buffalo. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? I (laughs) want to jump through a table with them, homies, all right? Look, I'm tired of seeing this man in the Super Bowl. You're tired of it?
0: You're tired of it?
1: Uh Uh-huh. I got to see him twice
0: a year, dog. (laughs) Look,
1: who did he be last year, all right? I'm tired of it,
0: all right? I'm getting tired. I
1: don't want to see it no more. All right? So, Josh Allen, make up. If you stamp on it, if Josh Allen wins this game, (laughs) if Josh Allen wins this game, I will draw up whatever old tweets I said about this man, and I will post them directly onto our unnamed sports show and flame myself for my freezing takes, and I will apologize directly on this show for whatever I've said to this about this man in the past because I do not want to see Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Give me Buffalo.
0: All right. Well, I hope Buffalo wins. Because I can't tell you, I can't even express how much I hate Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. That being said, you said it yourself. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. Patrick Mahomes, a couple years ago, beat the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They, left, they left 13 seconds on the clock. That was too much time because he's too <laughs> damn good. This feels like one of those games where we're going to get the best of each team on both sides of the ball. The offenses are going to show up and the defenses are going to show up. Who's going to crack first? I think the Kansas City Chiefs defense has been good enough all year to where I can confidently say that they are going to, they are not going to stop Josh Allen, but they are going to hold him and kind of slow him down. This feels like a one-score game going into the fourth quarter, maybe even a tie game. Whoever has the ball last is going to win this game by a field goal at the end of the game. Maybe even into overtime. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it feels like one of the game. yeah. It feels like <laughs> of one of those games. And I think I think Andy Reed is going to be able to drop something. He may even get a little bit of help from the refs, like they always do. But the Chiefs are going to pull this one out by a field goal. If it ends in regulation, it'll be by one point. One point to, to win the game. Like I said, whoever has the ball last is winning this game. I think it's going to be the Chiefs. And I'm getting the under in this game. I think it does not hit over 40. I think it's going to be like a 17-16, 17-14 kind of game. Very low scoring. Taking the Chiefs in the under.
1: Give me the Bills line, win by a field goal at the end of the game, or in overtime, and then give me the under as well. And you know what? I got something better. How about this? All right. What you got? I will still draw up the old tweets, but I jump through a table instead <laughs> if he wins this game.
0: All right. I'm going to bet on the Bills <laughs> just in the hopes that I see that happen. <laughs> Jerry, the way we've been
1: losing our bets, you should probably bet on the Chiefs. You're you, you
0: you're right. That's how I get the yeah. Chiefs to lose. That's how I get the Chiefs <laughs> to lose. I bet on it. That's a good there idea. You go. there you seen, go. By the way, did you see the the tweets going around about how, uh, like the NFL is saying, for the safety of Buffalo fans and players, we're going to postpone the game until Monday. And it's just <laughs> a video of Bill's fans literally on fire jumping through a table that's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like uh, these dudes crazy. these dudes up there are crazy that is definitely yeah. one one fan base if uh if you're a part of that fan base you are living your best life because those those dudes are nuts right and, like that it's, nuts. it's a good type of nuts it's not like yeah.
1: philadelphia nuts where the literally insane like you win a super bowl a couple years ago and you, you think your franchise is the worst like a yeah fire your head coach that got you to a super bowl last year like what, what are we talking about anyways right
0: yeah, they ran, they ran Doug Peterson out of town. And now they're about to run Nick Sirianni out of town. It's, yeah. No peace. Yeah, we don't have to talk about Philly. They suck. They're out of the playoffs. <laughs> we saw this one coming. But we're going to, speaking of coaches, we kind of didn't talk about it last week because it was kind of a long show. And we knew with the card weekend and the recap of week 18, what was, what was going to happen is going to be a long show. So we wanted to cover the games. This week, we're going to get into the coaching carousel that's going on in both the NFL and a little bit in college football. But I think we had a couple of huge surprises um, coming out of Black Monday and a couple of days thereafter with some of the firings that happened. Um, Specifically, Mm -hmm. the Titans firing Mike Vrabel and the Seattle Seahawks firing Pete Carroll. I was very surprised by those two. Arthur Smith, I saw coming. Belichick, I saw coming. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Dennis Allen gets fired and wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if both Sirianni and McCarthy end up getting fired.
1: If Sirianni gets fired, that is literally them folding to their fan base. That's it. Like, yeah. He needs a better offensive coordinator, yes.
0: He's still a good head coach. Yeah, I agree. I was also surprised today to see um and I wish I wish Ryan was on to to talk about this but the Browns firing their offensive coordinator, their running backs coach who they've had literally like the best running game in the last 5 years with Nick Chubb who was obviously out. They still had a really good running game this year. Um and their tight ends coach, I believe was was like Yeah, um, I
1: didn't, I didn't see their offensive coordinator. I definitely saw their tight ends coach and then their uh, running backs coach, I'm like confused on their tight end coach because David Njoku, I mean, maybe it started slow, but oh my gosh, that end of the season run he had? Mm-hmm. Insane. I mean, like he was averaging, I think, somewhere around six plus, seven plus catches a game and mm-hmm. like on probably 12 targets. Like, <laughs> yeah, and he definitely carried the end of that season for them. I, I, I would say, I mean, yeah, yeah, the one game from uh Coop, but. I think without David Njoku, I don't think they are in the playoffs. So I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah I
0: mean he off- was, he was he was Joe Flacco's favorite target. Like, yeah, it was like I don't um,
1: know. you got a couple good plays from Harrison Bryant. I feel like when Harrison Bryant came in, yeah, it was a a step down. But not everybody's second tight end is going to be as good as Harrison Bryant either. So like I don't, I don't right.
0: know. Harrison Bryant like, would be a number one tight end on a lot of teams. I think specifically. Yeah. These
1: guys, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he was—he killed Ohio State. I don't know if we remember FAU in college, but he killed Ohio State. Yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah, the running back situation too. Like, what is that? I mean, yeah. Then you got to think, like, is it the running backs coach, or is it Nick Chubb? Because you look at the other running backs on that team. Yeah. You know, like. Yes. Yeah. It's hard to be naturally gifted with reading holes, but there's a way to be able to teach that. It's not like it's speed where like yeah. you can't teach someone to be faster than what
0: their max capability is at that. Yeah, and maybe it was, uh, was an issue with the schemes that were being drawn up by the offensive coordinator who they let go for a reason. Maybe that's you know, tied into it. I don't know. I was surprised to see it. Um, who knows who they'll try to find as an offensive coordinator. But that being said, there's a lot of vacancies. Obviously we had the end season firings, um, of Staley McDaniels, uh, Reich, yeah. um, that's the chargers Raiders and the Panthers. I think that's it. That was in season. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And then, um, we've had so far, uh, Ron Rivera with the Washington commanders out. Belichick gone from the Patriots. Uh, let's see. We've got, um, Vrabel said earlier, Titans, Carroll with the Seahawks, uh, Arthur Smith with the Falcons. Am I missing anybody?
1: I think you th- got them all.
0: I think that's it. Um, was surprised oh, yeah. to see Eberflus stay with the Bears. I was surprised by that one. They let... Their, uh, they let their offensive coordinator go as well. I've always said, if, I mean, you fire, so. if you're firing your offensive coordinator and wiping house but keep your head coach, you've got a problem. Just wipe house. Start clean.
1: It, de- it depends, in my opinion, on what type of coach that is. Like, if you have a defensive-minded head coach or um, a player's coach, um, then maybe not. But in the sense of Iberfus, he's an offensive-minded guy. So he has some hold on that offense as well like i'm um, that to me it seems like a scapegoat right like right. <laughs> so yeah i agree in this case but there's some certain cases where you have a defensive mind guy um and maybe their defense isn't bad but yeah you don't necessarily need to fix um everything just fix the offense so you gotta bring in an offense coordinator that is going to run the uh, full offense and not the head coach but i mean you also have some cases like staley where he's just got it all around
0: <laughs> it's like, right just get them out. yeah, yeah. Right. gone but, all right so question for you yeah. out of the vacancies right now so we've got a handful of teams almost almost a quarter of the league actually yeah. over a quarter of the league has a head coaching vacancy right now who is the most attractive team who has the one either, you know, the the ready the 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 skill and talent ready to go and make a playoff run right now, or a future that's set up for you know, whether it's draft picks, whether it's just young, raw talent on a team. Who is the most attractive team for a head coach right now?
1: I think the team that's most ready to win is the Chargers. I think they just have cap issues that have to be figured out. Um, but to me, my team, my brain, like ready to build. Just you need a couple pieces. In my opinion, it has to be the Falcons because, like, you have a young receiver, you're a young tight end, a young running back, solid offensive line, defense is improving. You just need a couple pieces here and there to fill it in. That has to be the most attractive team to want to start up and build you and yourself because. You go to a team that already has personalities, already has a mind developed, it's hard to come in there and change their mindset, right? Unless you're already a winning head coach. Right. I'm not a Bill Belichick. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So unless you have that pedigree of winning, it's hard to go in there and be like, oh, yeah. follow me, I can take you. here. No. Now, if I'm like a young, uh, young offensive mind, and you you're ready to start a team and build it to your liking and how you want it set up and how you want to run and what your personality is. I mean kinda of like how the Falcons did, I think you look at the the sorry, the Lions did and you look at the Falcons and you you can see some similar things, right? But they already have the running back. They already have a oh, number one receiver. You don't have to draft that. You just need to build a little bit extra. And yes. uh I, I think, in my opinion, that would be my favorite team. Now, that being said, if I was an office coordinator, I would probably look at the Bears job like, yes. well, we got we got everything in the world to work with. Literally, yeah. you, you can, A, you could go from Justin Fields or to having Caleb Williams and work with either one of them and be like, I have been playing, and then a mindset to go for you. Um, right. You you probably draft a running back or bring in a running back. You fill out the offensive line, and you I mean bring one more receiver in, and that team is yeah from from yeah. not in a playoff competition to maybe winning uh, to competing for a Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, I mean we they already showed that their defense is is ready to go. They are very yeah. good with Jalen Johnson and uh and Montez Sweat now on the defensive side of the ball. And no matter what, you gotta look at it this way. Whether you decide to keep Justin Fields or you end up drafting Caleb Williams, you have an opportunity cost. You're getting a you're getting something back there. You're getting yep. an asset back, a different asset no matter where you go. Whether you decide to trade Justin Fields for uh I mean, he's got to be oh, worth a first-round pick, right?
1: See, I before last week, I would have said no. Maybe a second. After hearing some rumors I've seen, the Falcons might be willing to trade Justin Fields for a first-round pick. And if you get the Falcons' first-round pick, uh, my mindset on keeping him changes because you, yeah. you get Caleb Williams and then you have two more dra- first-round draft picks in the top 10 to go get a receiver still and to go get a top offensive lineman still. I mean
0: yeah I definitely don't think he's worth yeah I definitely don't think he's worth like a top five pick but I could definitely see like a mid first round pick like you said a team like the Falcons maybe I don't know there's there's a lot of teams out there the Denver Denver if they traded their first round pick Mm -hmm. for Justin Fields I would be on top of cloud nine bro i would be the happiest guy in the world give me justin fields please <laughs> please give me justin fields that'd be awesome um but yeah i mean you know they get a mid first round pick and then end up taking williams with the uh with the first pick they'll have three first round picks three which is crazy
1: your mother just said commanders are moving forward on jim harbaugh and they expect oh wait that's not your mother Jameson. Are yeah, commanders are moving forward on Jim Harbaugh and are expected to offer him up a contract worth up to 150 mil.
0: Are they? Is it official?
1: I mean, probably nothing is official until everything's signed because, I mean, there's probably still stuff to work out with Michigan and stuff there. But yeah, I mean, that's an interesting idea.
0: Yeah. Um. Also, this just in. While we're talking about head coaches, Dallas is not expected to make a head coaching change and Mike McCarthy is returning for the twenty twenty four season. That is Adam Schefter official.
1: Wow. Yeah, no. Wow. That's <laughs> Why? I mean, if if they didn't completely drop the ball,
0: I'd be like, all right, maybe. Yeah, if they if they, if they if they competed in that game. Right, if it yeah. was a close game, sure. You can't. That tells me. That tells me Bill Belichick said no. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh said no. That's that tells me saying. Belichick is going probably to the Chargers. Probably to the Chargers. Yep. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of vacancies available. I do think that the Commanders is an interesting situation because uh, you have the number two pick. You now have a new owner. Yeah is interesting they have a lot of good pieces and Terry McLaurin Curtis Samuel they have Brian Robinson They did just unload a lot of pieces on the defense so they basically they basically have no defense and we kind of saw that uh, at the end of the year but with a new owner you never know what's going to happen and how the culture is going to change around that team and if if they're gonna have another team name change or you know another uniform change, but I think it's an interesting situation. I think they have um, a good future to look towards. I don't think they're the most attractive. I I I would agree that these are, it's either the Falcons or the Chargers. Um, but I I just think I think it's an interesting scenario. And depending on who they get as their head coach, which I don't know why they wouldn't promote Eric Bieniemy to be their head coach. That this kind of seems like a no brainer to me. But I don't know. Come,
1: I didn't say what. <laughs> uh. Anyways, yeah. in my opinion, you know what popped through my head with drafting Jim Harbaugh. You know how he said J.J. McCarthy is a generational talent. Um. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, that would be my one worry with drafting Jim Harbaugh is him being like, guys, we can spend like a second or third round pick on this quarterback and he's going to be better than these guys. But uh, he'd, he'd do it too.
0: I know. That's what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I think he would actually do it. do it. Yeah. No, please. Um. Actually, you know what? I'm fine with that. Ruin a, ruin a franchise. That's fine.
1: No, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because there's – I mean – could he be better than Drake May? Maybe. Is he better than Caleb, Penix, Daniels? Absolutely not.
0: in no way.
1: Nix. and if you're willing to, I'm still, I'm still on Drake May. But if you're yeah. willing to risk your job on that, that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, John said it the best. Like Jim Harbaugh, kudos to him. He is one of the best team builders, and and in, in the world, if not right. the best. Um, he's able to definitely figure out a culture, get the culture to be centered on it, and then make everybody focus to that, you know? Um, right. I've seen it with Stanford. You've seen it with Michigan. You saw it when he was with the 49ers for a year, uh, or for his couple of years there. And then, uh, yeah, but
0: we'll see. Yeah. So it should be interesting. There's a lot of a lot of coaches available. All right, so last question. We'll move on after this. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is the best coach available right now? Obviously, it's it's a they have to fit into the right scheme. They have to have the pieces. But who is the best coach available right now? Not named Bill Belichick because he's the goat. You got to give it to him. But who is it? Hmm.
1: Like, that got fired, or could they be offensive coordinators or defensive coordinators on other teams?
0: I would say, let's say coaches that were fired.
1: Then it's it's a one hundred percent. Talking about another culture guy that can get his team to play better than um, what what they're going to be expected to play, like if that team had the same focus from head coach to the GM, that the Titans would be a playoff team and probably one of the top teams in the AFC consistently. But fortunately they did not. The Titans GM saw more of a rebuild. Uh, Rabel was like, well, I'm not going to be a scapegoat. So
0: fire me. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he led Ryan to an AFC championship game, but Right,
1: Ryan Tannehill, yeah. wide receiver uh, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, <laughs> my cats. All right,
0: Kate. yeah, no, yeah, game by cat. Um, yeah, I'd have to agree. I'd, I'd go with Vrabel as well. Um, but Tannehill to an AFC championship game. He just, he's a guy that gets you to buy in into what the, you know, what the team is about, what they're able to do. It's just like, it's what are you looking for? Are you looking for? A guy like Vrabel, who's going to be a all-around guy who gets you to buy in, or are you looking for somebody who's like an offensive wizard, who's a defensive wizard?
1: I think I think that depends again on what type of team situation you have. You have a young quarterback. Like if I'm the Panthers, I'm not going to go
0: get Mike Vrabel unless you have an offense. <laughs> unless you have a. I'm sorry. Okay. But hold on. She thinks that the the check mark on the piece of paper is like a toy. Like a string, so she's like clawing at it. Okay, but anyways, continue. I apologize. Um,
1: what was I saying? Oh, if you go get Mike Grable, um, I think you want an established defense, and or you want your focus to be around your team's defense, right? Um, right. I don't think young quarterbacks prosper with that focus. Now. Not saying you don't want to have a good defense when you're a young quarterback. It's just that you don't want your identity to be centered around that. You look at Patrick Mahomes. You look at Josh Allen. You look at Joe Burrow. Their their teams might have had good defenses at certain points in their careers, but the focus has been on them. Even Lamar Jackson, like uh, when he went, they had a really good defense for the Ravens, but it was focused on Lamar's legs and being able to get him open and Getting him to throw in the seams, which he's the best at, and I, I think if if you have a defensive-minded guy that can stunt some growth, um, now there are always exceptions to the rule. Look at, um, look at Justin Fields, who didn't had an offensive-minded guy and isn't doing the best because they didn't want to change the offense to fit around him. So again, right. it's really it's mostly about having someone that is able to. Um, be flexible with the type of quarterback you have. If you're not willing to be flexible, um, then you're gonna have some issues.
0: Right. Yeah, it's definitely tough to get um, all the pieces in place to be able to to win a Super Bowl. The schemes all have to fit together, right? Like the players have to be able to play to a coach's scheme. The coach has to be able to coach his players correctly and have his players, you know, play to the best of their ability while while being, you know being in that scheme again it's 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 like a puzzle you know if you have one piece out of place I'm not gonna say it's not impossible but it's very hard to do whereas you have a team like the 49ers who are just a well-oiled machine kind of plug and play they play to their schemes (laughs) it's working right they've been the best team pretty much all year until they played the Ravens Um, but that they when you watch that that team, everybody knows what they're supposed to do. They know what their strong suits are, and they play to those strong suits. And Kyle Shanahan is notorious yeah. for for highlighting yeah. those strong suits of his players. Agreed. Um, I think Kyle has been probably the
1: best coach for a while now. Yeah. Um, here and there, Andy Reid, you can probably say, but I think Andy Reid got more blessed with they. Generation of
0: talent to add along with it, like Bill with Tom yeah. Brady. But sometimes it's that easy. Like sometimes right. players are yeah, just good enough to fit into any system. And right, you know.
1: No, but
0: Ty yeah. Lue wasn't a great coach, but he had LeBron James on his team. <laughs> like it's just you know, sometimes it's that easy. Um But yeah, that's uh that's a little bit of what's going on in the NFL coaching carousel. Um, obviously. After the Super Bowl, the offseason is always an interesting time. I know it's Jason's favorite time of the year to get into the draft, talk about what's going on with the free agency, who who's trading what, who's signing where. It's always an exciting time. Um, as, after the Super Bowl, we'll get into all that, and I'm sure more firings are going to happen, and obviously we'll have a couple of hirings. So when that happens, we'll get into it a little bit more. But on the college side of things we kind of talked about it last week with um, with Nick Saban retiring the legend the demon whatever you want to call him so some both. people yeah undeniably yeah. the greatest coach in the history of college football Dude has been an absolute juggernaut at Alabama ever since he went there but there's a new face it's going to be coaching the Crimson Tide who is it just who is it tell the people who it is
1: deborah i believe is how you pronounce it i could have botched that but washington's own Kalen Debor um took his team to a national championship last year while they did not win or this year i guess you could still say <laughs> while they did not win i think this was probably the best opportunity for both sides uh washington isn't the same powerhouse alabama is they don't have the same honestly i'm, I'm just be straight up honest they don't have the same bank account all right um yeah. well i think maybe the only other better choice that they could have got was oregon's head coach previously worked for alabama um and might have made things a little bit easier um with the recruiting side of it um oregon has that nike check <laughs> why would you want to leave Um, You got two quarterbacks to come in. You're still pretty young as a team. Um, They're not skipping a step. While Washington did bring in a quarterback, not as going to be as good as Penix. Um, Older, a lot older. A lot of the guys stayed for an extra year because they wanted to prove that they could make it um, to playoffs. They did so. So now they're leaving. And, uh, again, uh, it's, it's harder to get those recruits to come if you, A, don't have the name or you don't have the bank account to, right. to pay some of these players. So um, on DeBoer's side, I think it's his best decision to take a step up. Honestly, you're, you're getting promoted to the best head coaching job in the whole NCAA, questionable Ohio State, Georgia. Um, yeah. uh, for Alabama, again... You need someone in there with a big name, proven winning winning record, and uh, they they brought that in. So um, while they are losing some recruits to transferring, I think that has a lot to do with position coaches leaving and bringing in new position coaches. You win Mm -hmm. next year. Everything gets quiet. You bring in a good recruiting class, and then you're on the same run. So they might skip a step here and there, um, but... I don't think they'll be hurt as much. It's it's going to be very hard to ruin that program um, the way that yep. Saban has set them up. So
0: we'll yep. see. I that would agree.
1: All-
0: I would agree. I think it's also worth noting um, Washington moving into the Big Ten this year. They obviously got dominated by Michigan in the national championship game. And Washington doesn't quite have the recruiting class that some of the other Big Ten uh, schools have. So I wouldn't be surprised if DeBoer kind of saw the situation. Hey, We're going into the Big Ten. We may be, you know, a middle of the road Big Ten team, maybe upper half, but they're not going to be able to compete with the likes of Ohio State, Michigan, maybe even Penn State. Why would you not take the opportunity, the most prestigious coaching opportunity in the country, take the chance, go to Alabama. Obviously, Nick Saban's shoes are going to be impo- impossible to fill. Nobody, nobody will ever do what he did at Alabama. They may Another school may do it somewhere else. It ain't going to happen to Alabama again. That being said, you said it yourself, Alabama is set up for success. Alabama is Alabama. They got the bank account. They got the blank check. They will <laughs> set up their recruits so well they have built a a recruiting network that is incredible that is absolutely incredible obviously nobody does recruiting better than nick saban but DeBoer will not be far behind him this should be interesting i'm i'm excited to watch alabama this year see what the board does i think he's a good fit um i thought dan lanning would be a better fit i also thought florida state's coach wouldn't have been a bad fit either I i was surprised to see him stay um yeah, it should be it should be exciting, and who knows? Who, has Washington made a hire yet? I don't think they have, right? The mm-hmm. I don't
1: think so. I do not think so. It might be. I think they're favored to hire their offensive coordinator, but I'm not 100% sure if he went with DeBoer or not. Mm-hmm. Let me check. Washington, I do So, yeah, does not look
0: like. So it should be exciting, uh, no matter what. Alabama, Alabama is going to be Alabama. They're going to be there. True. It's just it is what way it life. is. It's the way <laughs> life
1: goes, but
0: uh, yeah. I ain't got to see like six in a row or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> <All right>. Yeah, <laughs> no part. doubt, no doubt. Well, that's gonna that's gonna wrap up the show, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna we're gonna hit one in ten. One in ten on the moonshot. How we games, games have already started. We'll give you the live update right now after I go through go through the spiel, you know. Follow us on <laughs> social media, please. Un- at unnamed sports as you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe on the YouTube if you are watching there. We also, by the way, we also live stream on Twitter and Twitch while we're doing the YouTube. Yeah, we got it like that. We got it like that. And soon, once we get to the point, we will live stream on maybe Facebook, maybe TikTok. We'd be uh, we'd be all over the place. What you got for us, Jason? How we looking? We
1: are looking decent. Um, it's less than halfway through the game for the Bucks, and Damian's at ten. Um, Donovan's at fourteen. Jared Allen is at eight and has seven rebounds already, Ooh. so that's looking good. Um, a little dangerous with A.P. Aaron. He only has four points, but we still got five minutes left in the second quarter. Is it a close yeah. game? A good half. It is 36 to 36-31 for the Knicks. Okay. Julius has 10. Brunson has nine. Sangin has five rebounds, though, so he's looking good there. Victor Wembiamba, rookie of the year for me but influencing that at all, um, <laughs> has 14 points. Jason Tatum is at 17 at half. And Baron Caro has nine points with two minutes left in the second quarter. So we are looking... lot of looking good. Lod's looking good. Need a couple players to step up here and there. But there's a chance, and when there's a chance, there's a belief that we can go one
0: and ten. I will say I've seen a lot of our bets. A lot of our moonshots look a lot worse at this point in the night. So I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I'll send the, I'll send the prey. (laughs) For those that don't know, we have a group chat and we always send a, send a prey, uh, Prey text chain with a bunch of dumb stuff on it. Well, anyways, that's the show for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Ryan will be back with us next week, hopefully, so we can get some more intake on how he thought the Browns of Texas game went. Want to hear him rant a little bit? Should be uh, should be a good time. Please like be sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please be sure to uh, to follow us again on social media at unnamed sports s Find us on YouTube. Find us on Twitch. Find us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts. We're all over the internet. We're all over the internet, dog. We're everywhere. We'll be everywhere. everywhere. See us
1: on TikTok (laughs) Friday as well.
0: Yeah. We're like (laughs) Thanos. We're inevitable. All right. (laughs) What do you got to say to the people before we go, Jason? Anything?
1: Yeah, just like I said, uh, check out our social medias. Try to be more active on there for us so we can uh, do some more fun things uh, on the show for the show.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you all for joining us, and we will see you 7 p.m. next Wednesday. Peace out.